0: Taking control of your thoughts and being mindful of the words that you use, not just for yourself, but to others. There are also moments in your life where you commit an act of crazy. Yeah, why wait till you're 60 or 70 to live the life that you want? Again, if you want a different output, change the input. What if I go to a different country? What happens then? I'd always go back to the Philippines for a bit of holiday and every time I'd visit, I'd always wonder, you know, just be curious. Like, oh, what would it be like to live here, to work here? I had no idea what I was going to do. I mean, what's happened in the last two months alone, did not expect. find myself this amazing tribe that's very new, but have made me feel at home and have welcomed me with open arms. carry on crying like more tears of joy. Because I was there, and then remembering again that a year ago, I was on a beach in Morocco trying to figure out what I was going to do, and a year later, yeah, being at a beach, witnessing a spectacular sunset, inconvenience is an adventure rightly considered.
1: Welcome to the Unconventionalist Podcast. My name is Mark Roost and I'm on a mission to help you share your gift with the world. Each week I dive into the hearts and minds of some of the most inspiring and unlikely leaders I know to give you a VIP all-access pass to behind the scenes of their journey, failures and successes so you may learn from those who did. Now my ultimate goal is to help you build a business and a brand that's a real expression of who you are and your core values. Although I love the sound of my own voice, I'm not interested in only telling stories or sharing my thoughts. I want you to listen to the podcast and immediately begin making changes. And then I want you to go over on iTunes and let me know what you're up to by leaving a review. Get a pen and paper out and let the show begin. Hi and welcome back to the show. My name is Mark and I'm very excited to be spending some time with you today. I can't wait to tell you a bit more about the guests that we have on the show. But before that, I wanted to give a big shout out to those of you who take the time to go over on iTunes leave a review on the show and post a comment it means the world to me when I see something popping up or when I get to go and check it out and there's something new so today's uh, featured uh, review is from Jules53794 who said I love this podcast such inspiring people and stories Mark you're an awesome host I learn something new every episode, and it's giving me the inspiration and confidence to go after my dreams. Thank you. So thank you so much, Jules, for leaving your review. Much appreciated. If you'd like to follow in the footsteps of Jules and leave a review, you can do so over on iTunes, from your phone, or from your laptop. If you need some help with that, I've got you covered. Go over on www.marklaroose.com forward slash blog, and I've left Every single little detail with pictures. It's going to take you three minutes max to get this done. And then I'll be reviewing some of the most exciting reviews um, on the show. And that's one way that you can contribute. There's a few things you can do. You can subscribe to the show. You can leave a comment review. And then you can send this episode to someone that you know. Just one person. You sharing that saying, hey, check this episode out. I think you'll enjoy it. I think you'll like it. I think you'll get something out of it. It really helps a ton. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited about that. So thank you for your help. Now, today's guest is Rina Atienza. Now, the reason I invited Rina on the show, well, there's multiple reasons. I think she's got a really interesting story. I think she um, is constantly putting some great work out there. But Rina attended my retreat that I organized in Morocco back in 2015. And that was when I took a journey of 10 people, I took people on a journey, sorry, uh, 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 to try and figure out what was their quest for 2015, what was something that they were going to be excited to work towards, something that they could put a tangible uh, check mark next to it if they could achieve it in that year. For some people, it was to go more on micro-adventures, take their bikes, some people was to write a book, others was to change careers, and Reno actually chose something. But something happened and this is what we talk about in the interview. And this is for me also an opportunity for you to hear stories from unconventionalists who come on the program and, and where they are today. And I think what Rena did is, is absolutely amazing and I think it's really exciting. What she's achieved in the last six months since I interviewed her, because this is an interview when she came over to London from the Philippines, um, is nothing shy of extraordinary and, and you'll be able to go and, and check out her website in the show notes and so forth. So, in the meantime, get your pen and paper out, and this is an amazing story of what happens when you embrace the unknown and you go after a nudge or a calling, even though everything else is telling you not to. I give you Rina Atienza. Rina, welcome to the show. <laughs> Are you excited? Uh very. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say Good you're afternoon. almost fresh off the plane, back in the UK, but that would be a lie because you've been here for a few days. Um, but you have recently moved to the Philippines. Yes, I or should have. I say, moved back to the Philippines? Yes. To give a bit of a of a bit of a background for our amazing audience listening to this, um, you came on my retreat I did in 2015 in January that's right the unconventional retreat which mm-hmm. I, I will talk a bit about later and one of the things that came out of that um was your reconnection with writing your reconnection yes. with writing with evil midget and, <laughs> and we'll talk about
0: it well yeah we had to come up with one quest and the one that um i decided to pursue from the retreat was to start writing again yeah and um
1: which was surprising for you right
0: I think it wasn't so much surprising. I've always wanted to write, but it was making sure that I made the time mm. to write and not make excuses yeah. and not put it off. Yeah. So, yes. I and relaunched the whole Evil Schemes blog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Which we're going to get into. Yeah. And then you made a decision to go back to the Philippines.
0: Uh, pretty quickly, yes, in January. Yeah. Kind of yeah. unraveled. So, um, having decided to write and then realizing, oh, I also need to have an income. And um, <laughs> at that time, um, after the retreat, had to look for work. Um, and so kind of sent it out to universe saying, does anybody know any jobs? You know, I'm looking. And uh, my cousin responded who lives at the beach and told, him, told me to um, move over there and uh, oh, there's jobs free here if you want. <laughs> and for some reason I, I, th- I responded and I thought, actually, um, what better place to write than the beach, mm. um, and it and it got me thinking about um, to be a writer. You need a lot of um, writing material and taking yourself out of your comfort zone and experiencing all sorts of um, new adventures and circumstances would be perfect for writing. Um, and then London's like too fast-paced. Uh, that I realized that maybe if I did want to become a writer, amongst other things, that I should try. Yeah. Going back to the Philippines for a
1: Yeah, and and you're making it sound like almost like if it was like oh yeah, it's like a no like an easy <laughs> one. But you and I both know that this has been something that's been kind of on and off on your mind for a while, and it was really it was really difficult for you to kind of um make that jump because I know like you know it's been a, a few years I heard you talk like, oh, I should maybe I should go back. I'm torn between splitting myself between the UK and the Philippines. What happened along the way for you to go? I'm committing to <laughs> moving <laughs> back to the to the Philippines, even though I'm not a hundred percent sure of what's. You're
0: right. It was uh, a long calling um, for maybe like the last ten years. Um, I'd always go back to the Philippines for a bit of holiday, um, you know, that sunshine break. And every time I'd visit, I'd always wonder, you know, just be curious, like, oh, what would it be like to live here, to work here? Um, but always finding some excuse that I loved London far too much that um, I wouldn't be able to handle the traffic or um, the third world aspect of it. And I know that's not very PC, but it is true. People <laughs> want to call it developing nation. But comparatively, if you live in London and having to go back to Manila, there are stark differences. Um, the weather? Uh, the weather <laughs> being one of them, yes. <laughs> transport, transport. <the> <laughs> um, anyway, to, to get back on track to um, what gave me that impetus was I wanted something different from 2015. And... Um, after the retreat, I think, to be honest, um, it wasn't really the quest that I wanted to t- to, uh, yeah. to pursue, because I remember we had this exercise where we had to choose a bit like five. Yeah. And the one quest which was like, oh, I want to go to Philippines. I was thought that what, was that one of your five. That was really what I wanted, yeah. if I were being honest. But um, yeah. I think I made an excuse why, why at did the you time. P- yeah. Uh, why did you pick the other one? I picked the other one because um, so two. Uh, so the metaphor that you wanted was like um to imagine each quest as a piece of clothing. Yeah. What does it look like? What does it, what feel? it feel like? Yeah. I and I remember saying that the Philippines one was like an Armani jacket. I'm like, yeah, totally like fitted, sexy, like ah, killer, killer look. But then I thought to myself. I don't think That's I can afford this. Yeah, and then yeah. so I went there with the go. writer, thinking, "Oh, but I love this coat. It's very comfortable, you cheated. and um, I know, I You're cheated. So and, cheated. And I wear it all the time." <laughs> so I actually m- imagined it as this. Oh, but you know, I, I have this coat that I've always worn that I um, can look good at anything. So, but I think the two were connected anyway. And um, deciding to be brave, that um, adventures are to be had. Yeah. where it's inconvenient. Where I, I know people say that all the time. Um, I'm out of your comfort zone, but it's true. Like an inconvenience is an adventure, rightly considered. And say um, that again. An inconvenience is an adventure, rightly if rightly considered. Mm. Yeah, or the other way around. This is a, g- a writer who says that. So people I just thought, if I'm going to write, write. and if i if I want um, something entirely different, uh, different input. And having lived in London for 21 years, I yeah. thought, okay, this is a well-trod path. Let's let's finally answer this calling. Um, but the most exciting bit about what made me jump, because everyone's um, sometimes, oh, was there a sign, were you waiting for a sign? There was a big massive sign, um, apart from the invite from my cousin. I've always used public transport as an excuse um, because it's something that I love about London, but an excuse not to live in the Philippines. I always tell, you know, told myself, there was no way I could live there. The traffic would just uh, frustrate me. And that January, once I made the choice to, all right, let's gonna let's explore what going back to the Philippines will be like. What's a timeline? Maybe in six months. Mm-hmm. Whilst I was ruminating over this idea, every single bus and tube in London was telling me, "Oh yeah, you're right. Visit the Philippines, <laughs> yeah. visit the Philippines because the Department yes. of Tourism. You're right." coincidentally blew the budget on advertising yes and, and so that. as i'm crossing the road and I'm, I'm thinking about my life there's this bus that pulls up in front of you and the big um isn't it annoying visit like the philippines I'm like oh okay i guess 2015 is the year to do it thank you thank you very much yeah. advertising thank you
1: yeah yeah because uh, w- i remember you uh, there was a point um because you were put, you were pushing back the departure date. You know, you, <laughs> had an ori- you had an original departure date. Then you pushed it back, and then you were like, "You oh, I've been, I've been offered like another job. Like maybe I could, <laughs> push, it. Maybe I could just push it back just a little bit, just a little bit." What do you think was at stake for you by staying here and not going?
0: If I stayed and yeah. I didn't leave,
1: what would be the cost? More of the
0: same, lack of growth, and more of the same. Yeah, and I d- I r- it just wasn't an option anymore. I and mean, I know that you said that I delayed it only once. I pushed the leaving date. Um, yeah, you say that now, but by I a g- couple I of <laughs> months, I can guarantee you that <laughs> <laughs> even once once you had
1: already pushed it back, you were given. I think you you could have worked at November again or something like that. There was like a I job that I, have I been was being offered, up. but my yeah. heart was really committed. Right, I d- but you did. I did you know, you're know, <laughs> you smiling now, but you like you could say like <laughs>
0: maybe I could just push it back like maybe two months. I'm just gonna.
1: But what I'm saying is that there, there are always things that would get in the way. That's what I'm trying to get. There's always opportunities for you to stay longer, for you to delay that ticket. But you didn't. Yes. And you ended up going.
0: Absolutely. Mm. Are, you ha- <laughs> are you happy you went? Yes, without a doubt. Um, it's challenging. Uh, I knew that when I was going to move, like the mobility is a big issue. Um, but considering I've only been there, what, three months and counting, uh, and it's like this probation period, it's not that long, and yet I've done quite a lot in in that time. Yeah. And um, so having, you know, now that I'm in London for a bit, um, there was always the worry, maybe like with the back of you, that, you know, what oh, if... what if I come back and what I What if I come it? back and I say, you know what, screw that, I'm never going back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's always lurking, and I had this, a bit of trepidation thinking, it's almost as if like, ooh, it's like a visiting an ex. Sure. Like coming back. I get that, yeah, yeah. But... As soon as I landed, I loved it because it's my home. So it's like a fish to water, and um, and on the second night, I actually already knew. You know what? No, I, I do love this place. This is my home. Yeah, but I'm still glad that I moved to Manila. How's your tagalo? Very good. I think <laughs> it's improving. <laughs> it's improving. Um, so I've never really lost it. It's just practice.
1: Sure. Yeah, because I mean, what, one of the reasons I was always excited to get you back on the sh- to get you on the show, which was. The difference between the arena that was here and the arena that I saw in the Philippines <laughs> when I saw you on Skype, when we caught up on the Skype, was just mind blowing. It was just like this. Oh, you, super you have
0: to tell me about that since you were the one looking at yeah,
1: it. Yeah, no, really, it's like this super energetic. You were beaming with life and kind of, you know, I remember I think you, you weren't sure what you were doing then or you were like, you were just working on a few projects or something, but you were just so happy. I mean, you looked so happy, whatever that means, whatever happened out there. And whatever you're willing to talk about, <laughs> but right. uh, it's it's, and that's that's what I wanna I wanna convey to 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 people listening today, which is, you were stuck, or you were in an area right now in your life when you were in London that you were just gonna get the same. I think you said that just ten minutes ago. I think it was great. You would have just got the same if you stayed here, and you took the jump, and you went back to the Philippines, despite not knowing everything that would happen. Yep. What what are you it's most su- massive what, leap of faith? Yeah. What are you most surprised about the journey so far?
0: So to go back to... Uh, um, it's it's like a bookend. We we were at the beach in Morocco in January. <laughs> and, and by January 2016, I found myself back at the beach again. Yeah. And oh was in another country. Tour? Sorry?
1: No. I'm confusing.
0: No, I, I'm just saying that the, the journey... Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not expecting. So the journey began when you can uh, relinquish control and allow yourself to be surprised and not so much focusing on the destination and what's going to happen, but you know, yeah. Like, and I know people talk about that. Like, oh the journey.
1: No, no, no. It reminds me of the quote of Joseph Campbell. I'm going to mess it up, but it's something like, you need to, to, you need to give up the life you think you should have in order to live the one you were meant to have or something like that. There's like a quote. That's an amazing quote. Yeah.
0: Um, because we have this notion of programming in our head. I don't know, you know, it comes from a bit of society and what we've read and, that life is supposed to be led a certain way. So the template would be, you know, finish your studies, find a job, find a partner, find a house, retire when you're 60 or 70, and, and only then live the life <laughs> that you want, and then die. So <laughs> it's just the seemed, dream. I know, um, there's actually so much crazy. If you really think about the world and what's crazy and what's rational, the norm is actually crazy, the way that we consume environmentally, politically, all these things. Um, So to go back to uh, uh, the leap from going from London to the Philippines. One, it was, um, so answering a calling um, and in my heart knew that, okay, I'm ready to just give myself to this place and let that destiny manifest itself. I had no idea what I was going to do. I I had an inclination that, all right, I definitely want to teach and that's something that will happen. Sure. But I guess that was the only uh, conventional card that I thought okay I could play that when I get there because I have a master's in history and I could teach but everything else um, and what's happened in the last two months alone did not expect (laughs) (laughs) I did not expect it coming but it was a wonderful surprise and it actually is um, congruent with Mm. who I am and what I want so tell us about some of these surprises right so (laughs) the first one is um, you know uh, looking for work and talking to people and um, again in terms of uh, science uh, conspiring to just show you the right way um, I met a friend of my sisters who have known me since who's, who's known me since I was 10 and her name is like Carel and the company that she has founded is called train station um, and it's nothing to do with transport but <laughs> it's a it's a clever pun Filipinos love puns and it's meant to be this pun on training because in the Philippines there's big business for corporate training right um, how to be more efficient at your job, you know, like uh time management, etc. The usual training So you're saying I should courses. go
1: and, and, and relocate. We should go and relocate with Absolutely. You over to the Philippines oh, and uh, so and do some corporate training over there?
0: <coughs> yes. You'll you'll actually enjoy it. It's very entertaining. Um so she's telling me about this work and while she's talking to me, I suddenly realize the interiors of the office I'm sitting in and there are London markers everywhere. So because it's train station, the um the design that they went for looks a little bit like London transport. So part okay. of me is just still laughing. Like seriously, this still so that that kind of transport theme. You can
1: take the It's still happening.
0: I know. And then it's right there in the office staring at me. So I giggle to myself, thinking, okay, this is this is a good sign. I feel good about this. And I followed that train and um, find myself this amazing tribe. Uh, that's very new, but have made me feel at home and have welcomed me with open arms. Uh, you know, e- including board games till three in the morning. It really is we my know crew. How much you like a good board game, really? I know, I know, and I had no idea that I'd find them. And um, so this this job is uh, I'm going to be, and you like this. Um, I'm going to end up being a coach and a trainer and a motivational speaker as part of that job. Yeah. I will be NLP certified in April. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that when I get back. Wow. <laughs> again, not, not, that n- is not nothing that I expected, um, yeah. but I guess it continues to draw on what I have been doing, so I've been giving talks mm. um, two years prior to leaving, yeah, and kind of teaching in um, colleges as a guest lecturer. So yeah. I guess this is the next level evolution, which is um, putting me in a position to help people.: Sure uh whatever it is it needs whether it's uh finding integrity or happiness with their job yeah and there is also opportunity to run workshops called breaking through barriers yeah which is s- for um for individuals for
1: break wood with your fists
0: and no no no, no quite no, stuff, no you know? not it's it's more metaphorically breaking through barriers so it's for um individuals who can't get over something whatever that is yeah. and then um and yeah, and then uh, running through these like two-day sessions, and I will be one of the coaches to you kind know, of unlock whatever it is that they need, so that they can flourish and <laughs> pursue the adventures. Did we? You know, this was not <laughs> on the plan, but it's something that I'm really wow. looking forward I'm, to. I'm, I'm just, so I'm excited. Yeah, I and
1: I love it. You know, I'm just smiling ear to ear right now because it's just it's beautiful. You know, it, I'm really happy for you. I really am. I think. Um, I think it's it's I think it's a great story of just how you cannot know what is <laughs> behind that door if you do not open it.
0: But the not knowing instead of giving into fear, just being excited. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, tell of me course more about that. So the first month that I was back, this was Christmas. Um, it was you know suddenly it hit me like, wow, this is real. I am right here, <laughs> stuck because Carmageddon traffic in yeah. Manila during Christmas, and that sense of quietness. And um, I remember crying on New Year's Day <laughs> because I, uh, at the beach, mind you, I was at the beach crying. Um, I'm hungover and emotional. And I'm thinking, right. all right, I'm here. What's next? What am I supposed to do in my life? I'm now here. I guess I have to take it one day at a time. So you have this dialogue with yourself, sure, or towards the universe, like an open prayer, you know, to the beach. Like, okay, I'm here now. What's next? And as I'm looking up in the sky, you just witness, oh, that's quite a spectacular sunset there. And then you look to the right and there's a couple of rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> so you just think, well... Where's the unicorn? No, 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 there's no. The unicorn is right there. That was me. So <laughs> um, has the unicorn has landed. <laughs> and so, um, and then all of a sudden just carry on crying, like more tears of joy because I was there and then remembering again that a year ago I was on a beach in Morocco trying to figure out what I was going to do and, and, and connecting and grounding myself to places that i loved and a year later yeah being in the beach witnessing a spectacular sunset yeah and even though i wasn't sure what the next few months was going to be knowing that i've made that leap i'm here and that's a big start and then we'll just see what the the rest of the days yeah kind of bring up and I, i think it's that it's the balance where you have to take control and decide okay i'm gonna be excited it's like what's in the next corner rather than being afraid of it and um, and just take uh, take it. So that was my mantra every day, one day at a time. Yeah. One day at a time. Yeah. What would you
1: want to g- if you could go back and speak to Rena when she was at the retreat in in, in January? What would you want to whisper her in the ear?
0: Go for the Armani suit. You're totally worth it. Sign. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Mm. But it's 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 beautiful. You know, it really is. it's amazing to see. Um and so what what else happened that you were unexpected was there anything else that happened while you were there that was unexpected?
0: Um well, there's a secret project so I'm not sure I can talk about it yet. However, um I'll when I talk about it in terms of um taking control of your thoughts and being mindful of the words that you use, not just for yourself but to others. And in 2013, when I quit um, the advertising industry full-time, I needed to come up with a job title. And instead of coming up with one because I didn't want account management or planner or strategist, I decided to come up with three focusing on my strengths. So I wanted to say I'm a historian because I, I do value um, history and you know everyone was uh, trading on storytelling as the next keyword. So I thought, I'm a historian, I'm going to own that. I'm going to be a social engineer and I'm going to be a cultural producer. And those two titles were to fit in with the fact that I took a master's degree in social and cultural history and I want to push the agenda on that. And at the time, I remember laughing at myself still like, ah, uh, what, what, wh- who, who actually you know, to- you know, calls himself a social engineer and what does that mean or a cultural producer? But right, the scary thing um, but that's also exciting is in the last two months they have manifested <laughs> like <laughs> to the point that you're having these meetings and you're thinking oh my this is real the the job description that i decided to own and, and can and uh, three years ago give myself three yeah. years ago this is it now i'm yeah. starting it uh so there is a
1: because because so sorry because i, I want to make sure we talk about this because there's also this great story was that, you you know, you quit this advertising PR world. Yes. You know? And it's like you were on this career path and you were like, fuck this. And actually, I mentioned you in my book. Uh, yes, y- you yeah, did. You're, you're, you're in my book <laughs> where I talk about the story about, like, even if you didn't know what you were doing, you quit. Yes. And then something happened.
0: <clears throat> I guess I'm a jumper that way. <laughs> 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 um that is a kind of a common theme um, for, I know that there's a sense of being prudent and being wise and and Mm. making sure that you don't quit without having savings or the next place to go to. And, and I advocate that as well, but there are also moments in your life where you commit an act of crazy. Where it's like, okay, I'm going to do this. (laughs) You, you, you jump, surrender yourself to the outcomes and just go. And I did that in 2013. I continue to do that. Um, now yeah uh one thing after another and <coughs> the one hand you might think perhaps it's re- reckless perhaps it's a great risk or you just say no this is me wielding my life yeah and um not that uh not that it's um a lack of rationality part, but i don't know just like going with your gut instinct sure and uh i mean there there's a lots of things about this on the law of attraction, and that it is down to your mindset, yeah, so courage and brevity are you know big things that I value, and um yeah, it's just making sure that you make that call yeah. instead of cowering and sticking to comfort zones. yeah
1: if if you um if you could speak to someone who's kind of on that cusp on that kind of borderline of taking action on a big decision that they've been putting off for a while, but deep down know their all many jacket, as you call <laughs> right. it. Um, what would you want to tell them?
0: Right now? Yeah. Do it. Do the crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, crazy so worth well, it. Well, so let, let's talk about programming and why, um, you know, the sane or the, the logical versus the crazy and the irrational. If you actually, as a science historian, if we look at the facts of life, if you the what's data and it's in front of us, our planet is crazy. We're overpopulated, yet people continue to have babies. W- the production that we have in plastics, food—I mean, there's so many crazy things in our planet that it's actually the norm. And then this idea of you deciding to just make choices to live your life right now, and how somewhere that's crazy, and you have to do the rational thing—is programming. There's this—it's almost like they, d- you know, someone doesn't want you to escape this pen of uh, <coughs> kind like of industrial capitalist right. life or what you're supposed to do, and. um just think of that. Just think why yeah, you know, why wait till you're sixty or seventy to live the life that you want? Why subscribe to this um idea that you have to work
1: So why do why do you think people do subscribe to that idea?
0: And only then live later.
1: Why why do you think people buy into that?
0: Because it's the tapes that run in their head. They're still sold on that programming. Mm. And who's, um, who's they? Well, us, I mean yeah. you know, all of us. Yeah, the world the world that's what you know a combination of the movies you watch the tv the books that you read so i guess um also you know again if you want a different output change the input and um if people aren't happy with their lives and which for example so i wasn't happy in advertising and i wasn't quite making it and i was instead of berating myself oh i'm not good enough and maybe i'm not working hard enough sure i just thought okay maybe it's not for me and what else could I do? And just m- you know, it's not the right environment for me. Um, and so I, d- you know, part of changing the um, input is changing the landscape. And as much as I love London, I decided, all right, what if I go to a different country? What happens then? Yeah. Um, so I would just I don't know g- go for it, and it's not uh, it's not um, easy. Yeah. But um, it is one life. Hmm. And uh, it will be rewarding, though. You will find Fuck that when you jump, you know, when you find that you, you, when you jump, there are actually other jumpers jumpers there screaming with you, I'm like, this is amazing! Or like, ah! <laughs> but, you know, I'm pretty sure your that's called group suicide,
1: Rina. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. Well, is it? Is it is it? Yeah, like, is it? is <laughs> it? Jumping.
1: Mean, I think there's a thin line between collective suicide and uh, collective parachute jumping. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the landing will determine <laughs> the outcome, but um, if if you could have dinner uh, with three people, dead or alive, who would they be?
0: Ooh, dinner with three people.
1: I think I know one of the guests
0: that you'd invite. <coughs> oh, oh, who's that? Come on, go on, tell no, me. I'm waiting <laughs> for you three, <to laughs> then I'll tell you. Ah, that is tricky. Ah, oh, I haven't really thought about it. Um. Hmm. A delay here. I guess I have to kind of quickly make a point. I would probably converse with Elizabeth Gilbert. Mm-hmm. I like her. I've um I've gonna listen to some of her pad um, podcasts. Mm-hmm. So um and and she's just created this book called um a magic and and yeah. she and I believe in things yeah, with yeah. like the, the the power of words. Yeah. I would love to have a conversation with her and exchange stories. And then I would love to. Interrogate my grandfather. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this is my father's father.
1: Who was who was a, a political man, I believe.
0: Not a political man, but he has this legend that um, everybody refers to. He died of uh, cancer in like 52, way too young. Mm-hmm. And just out of curiosity is to find out the root of uh, the where we are. the myth. Yeah, the yeah. myth and, and, and the kind of um, family that he's created or clan. That would be interesting. I don't yeah. know if, if you know we'd get along or not. Who knows? But just curious what that would be like sure. and then maybe a historical figure um yeah let's go with queen elizabeth boom the first let's go with that yeah the game's like th- so what's it d- like you, you know did not p-
1: you did not pick the guest i thought you would invite who's that rob bell
0: oh but that's because i listen to him every monday <laughs> <like this laughs> podcast. it's always <laughs> like he's in my living
1: room yeah <laughs> so if you could ask rob bell one question what question would you ask him
0: just come to the Philippines already. We'll we'll, we'll surf and um, we'll uh, hang out. Cause more trouble. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Have you got a crush on Rob Bell?
0: No, I. But I respect um, his mind. You, what's your insistence with crushness?
1: No, I just like um <laughs> Do you could do you consider yourself a social activist?
0: Yes. Well, um, what does I was mean like I was going to write a an, um, a blog post about this because there's a spectrum and. I actually um am friends with someone who is uh, a frontline activist and by frontline you know he's right there with the family so he's he's combating um against uh, um the lack of social housing and he'll be there with the families campaigning. Sure. Um I guess where I'm trying to fit in is the long game uh by teaching. So uh committing to teaching history at university level committing to teaching uh through coaching or yeah. through training with within the workforce in the philippines right i think that to me is a battle of how do i change people's mindsets um hmm. and, and and because it's if if perception is our reality then changing how people think or feel will improve their conditions and activate them to do other great things mm. so that's what I, i'm hoping what I'm, what I'm doing yeah um and you know there's always a place for everybody and um, it's finding what's congruent to what makes you happier, or kind of sure. uh, with the gifts that you've been given.
1: Do you consider yourself a feminist?
0: Isn't everybody a feminist? Totally, there should be masculine
1: <laughs> feminist It's the it's the, it's the new uh, new activist.
0: I have very um very uh formidable um, formidable women in my family: mm. grandmother, uh, you know, aunts, my sister, my mother. Um, I've been lucky to have been given such great good women in my life mm. so yeah way feminism woohoo. go go go
1: the, <laughs> go the lady kind sorry go lady kind
0: <laughs> go lady kind but this is a partnership with mankind you know mankind as well yeah so you can't be a feminist without good men in your life
1: yeah so you talked about what's next for rena atienza uh mm-hmm. working with train station developing as a as a coach and leader and trainer i think that's i'm really that's so excited yes yeah how's your surfing
0: uh, the surfing is good. Um by able the way, just,
1: just 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 for the audience that might not get this, when Rena came to the retreat in Morocco, you'd never surf before, is that right? I never surfed before. You never surfed before. <laughs> before. There's a video that people can find you. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> What Surprised Rena Most. Uh. Is that what it's called? What surprised Rena Most, the unconventional retreat, I think. If you type that on YouTube and I'll link it in the show notes. Um But you there's a testimony of you basically talking about how you'd never done it before and how you kept on getting back up. Yeah. And how you used that as a metaphor for your journey. Well and enjoying it. Yeah.
0: So um Yes, so I was on a beach um, not so long ago, three weeks ago, and um, I just loved, you know, waiting for this wave to come, and while there, instead of being impatient with myself and that I'm not a pro yet, just enjoying the fact that I was on the water, the sun is shining on me, and I'm excited about this wave coming, whether I can ride it or not, um, but at the end of that day, I was riding those baby waves, and <laughs> to the point where I can be comfortable and actually looking at the wave. Yeah. It was really great. So yeah. I just need to carry on doing more of that and then eventually graduate to bigger waves. But, yeah. yeah. Have I'm you been have you,
1: have you been to that place that you showed me that looked amazing where your cousin, I think, works? Is it like they have that like yeah, cheesy toasty uh, thing?
0: Yeah, it's in San Juan in La Union. La Union. That's yeah. it. Have you been back? That's where I was surfing. Oh, God, I hate you. So... <laughs> so Yes, yeah. nice book in there, January 2015, January 2016.
1: There you go. I might go to Thailand this year and take the group in, in December and in the Philippines 2017. Before before we come to the last couple of questions, I, I just want to take a moment to, to acknowledge you because um, it's such an interesting journey that I've seen you on and I remember the first time I met you, you just did not understand why I was taking an interest in, in helping you out and, and trying to give you some, some, some sort of side views of what I was seeing and you were kind of like, why the fuck is this guy even caring or bothering, you know? Um,
0: asking questions actually. It yeah. wasn't, uh, well, uh, that wasn't what was asking on my questions. mind. It yeah. was just more. This guy s- keeps asking questions. Yeah, <laughs> and like one after another yeah, yeah. after yeah. another. Yeah, because
1: there was so much layer. There was so <laughs> much layer <laughs> in you. There was so much, so much stuff going on, and you. I just wanted to see that. Yeah, what was going on beneath and. And then you making the decision, the commitment for yourself to come over uh, and spend a week with me in Morocco with the rest of us. Wi- by the way, we're going to wrap it up because we're going to go and see all the rest of the people tonight. I'm so excited. All yeah. the rest of the uh, unconventionalists, and, um, unconventionalists. And seeing from that to then seeing you in the transition period of like being so, mu- so much doubt in terms of what's going to happen when I'm going to leave, you know, not knowing how it's going to happen, gonna and then seeing you on Skype the other day and just seeing how alive you were, like just so happy and just so how full of life you were, um, and how you always managed to find a way to connect people. You know, you always, you've always, always done that. Ever since I've known you, you always find ways of getting people together, organize games, do cultural stuff. I mean, you showed me parts of London. I've never, I've never before you left. You know, you had your bucket list, like your yeah. London bucket list <laughs> of places to go and visit. No, you can have one, yeah. Yeah, right. And and <coughs> like I forgot the name of the, that place where we go, where you can jump on the. Of the tombs, and they make music.
0: Um. Yes. In um, in Kings Cross.
1: Yeah. Yeah. not f- between Kings Cross and Angel, uh, there's this secret uh, little place where you can go and you can jump on someone's tomb. And you was uh, are they composers? Is that what they were? Yeah,
0: it's a Garibaldi Park. In yeah. King's Cross.
1: There you go. Um, and I'm so happy for you. I genuinely am. I think you're going to be an amazing. There's a coach there's a word training. for it.
0: So my uh, one of my cousins in the Philippines is this um, a very uh, respected mummy blogger. Um. Named Martine, and she has um, her whole brand is called Make It Blissful. And yeah. um, so I'll, I think she'll be having my uh, podcast, sorry, not podcast, like an interview in like a couple of weeks' time. But I guess that's where we what are. Your podcast? You got a podcast No, now? no, no, not yet. Sh- it's more like, um, so back no, to this what, this what is, what this I is I coming look out like, like in May. So you've got, you yeah, no, so this is bliss. So it's called this idea of b- being in a state of bliss. And that's not because everything is perfect or you've got it all sorted, but because you're aligned with. I uh, had who you are and what yeah. you want from life and, you know, what what is soulful, what um, really drives you um, from your heart. <laughs> Mark's about to sneeze. <laughs> 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 I
1: was trying to be discreet and hide it. Thanks. That's, 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 and, um, that's great tactic. So
0: sta- instead of bliss, it's just... Um, be my, my friends at pr- uh, Train Station, we were talking about it as well and how we could maybe come up with a course. We like to call it lucid living mm-hmm. because... You're in, in control of certain aspects and there's a magic realism to what's happening. And it's exciting because it's mostly out of your sense of adventure and, and understanding that the universe is far more generous and that there's the, like, so many different, uh, delivery sure. systems of joy. And it's living like that rather than living in fear or, um, in this, um, state of, you know, the. The template life that people feel pressured they should live. Yeah. And um, so what's next is more evil schemes. Um, so I'll be um, running some other workshops with my cousin about um, make it blissful. Sure. Some sort of like anti-finishing school for girls.
1: Anti-finishing school. Well,
0: because you know you get a finishing school of like how girls could be proper, but what about the improper girls? Or y- so oh, wow. I think we're trying we're trying to kind of cover up a workshop um, that makes you more badass, so to speak. And Looking forward to it. And I think we're playing around the title called like um, like a queen or something. Yeah. Um yeah. So train station, um, workshops with Martin, more surfing. I kinda back to learning how to play the guitar. Yeah. That's another thing. So awesome. more adventures. Looking
1: forward to it. Last couple of questions. First one is if all your evil scheme blog posts were erased, all your talks were erased. And today was the last day. And you could leave behind three truths that are for you truer than true. What would those three truths be?
0: Ooh. <laughs> okay. So no trace whatsoever. What are my three truths? Um believe in love. That's one. Like absolutely believe in love. Um two is uh never give up hope. And three is um play.
1: I was about to say if you didn't put play.
0: <laughs> play. Yeah. Well, you know, th- loving and, and the having hope. Yeah. Um gives you capacity to be playful. Yeah.
1: What does being unconventional mean to you?
0: Um Wow, well, I don't know. That just <laughs> unconventional is uh, Doing what your soul think feels is right.
1: Cool. Love it. Yeah. Rina. So
0: yeah, so it's like a more soulful life is unconventional.
1: Thank you for coming on the show.
0: <laughs> My pleasure.
1: <laughs> there you have it, folks. I hope you enjoyed today's interview as much as I did. If you'd like to find out more about Rina and her work and what she's up to because so much has happened since that interview, you can go and check out her website at www.soul.com. Evil Scheme.es. So that's evilshe Dot And in case you're in any kind of doubt, just check out the show notes. As always, I appreciate you so much for taking the time to listening to the show. If you'd like to share it with someone that you know would appreciate it, do that. And as always, I highly, highly appreciate when you go and subscribe and leave a comment and review over on iTunes. Until next time, you know what time it is. It's time to take action.